Good morning, Nachum. Good Reb Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios of Matos and Masay. Between the two parshios, we have a total of eight mitzvos. According to the Chinuch, there are three mitzvos asay and five mitzvos losasay between the two parshios. This is Shabbos Chazak, and I really believe that it is a Shabbos that's calling for each and every one of us for additional chizuk, to strengthen ourselves. And let us remind ourselves that this coming Tuesday night, Wednesday, begins the period of the nine days, which culminates the following week on the Thursday with the fast of Tisha B'Av and therefore I thought it's only appropriate that we'll begin this morning with a review of some of the laws of the nine days specifically the laws of Shabbos during the nine days we will discuss please God next week As we know, we do not eat meat or poultry or drink wine during the nine days. Now that is for Ashkenazim. Sephardim have the practice of abstaining from wine and meat, Shvua Shachalbo, the week preceding Tisha B'Av, from that Motsoi Shabbos, from that Saturday night, through the Tanis. Now, maybe it's important just to give a word of background, namely, why? Why is this so? So there's a fascinating Gemara at the end of Cheskas Habatim, on page 60b, in Bava Basra, and the Gemara tells us that unfortunately, after the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, there were groups of people that said, that's it, now on, no more meat, no more wine. How could we meet if meat was brought every day on the Mizbeach? Korban, as we spoke about last week, <clears throat> a korban in the morning, a korban in the afternoon, wine was poured on the Mizbeach. How can we meet with the base Amigdosh destroyed? So Rabbi Yoshua said, wait a second, if that's the case, let's go then you should not eat bread, because after all, there was not just the lechem upon him, there was the korban mincha, which was made from <clears throat> flour. So, okay, well, let's at least eat fruit. Oh no, you can't eat fruit, because after all, there was the bikurim, first fruits that were brought to the base of Migdash. And so, wait a second, we'll eat other foods, then really, how about water? because there was that special karbam brought on the week of Shavuos, excuse me, of Sukkos, whereby there was the Niso Chamayim, the pouring of water on the Mizbeach. So Rabbi Yoshua said to them, not to mourn is impossible. We are to mourn for the Beis HaMikdash. To mourn excessively is something that the community at large cannot handle. And the rabbis do not make a law that the community cannot 
sustain. Therefore, the rabbis have guided us, and interestingly, we have the halachos, which we know are tolerable and bearable. And I say this because I think it's a very important mindset, and when we'll talk about siyumim in a few moments, are we looking to get out of this, or are we truly, honestly, looking to celebrate? But meanwhile, the idea is that we don't eat meat, and we don't have poultry, except for Shabbos during the nine days. Now, this restriction includes food made from meat, like soups. Even if there's no meat in the soup, still you are not permitted to eat that soup. However, food, para food that's cooked in a meat utensil, certainly those noodles may be eaten. Beer, whiskey, other liquors, not containing wine, can be consumed during this period. Now, an interesting halacha. Children over the age of six should be strongly encouraged to abstain from meat and chicken and grape juice during the nine days. Now let's stop for a moment. We know that Rachman al-Itzlan, it should never happen if a young child loses a relative for whom others are sitting shiva, from the letter of the law, there is no availus for a katan. And that is the way we follow. And so, only for Yom Kippur do we encourage our children to start fasting a year or two prior to their 12th birthday for a girl or 13th birthday for a boy. So, the idea that the Chachamim are telling the children as well not to eat meat is not because of Avelos. It's not because of the laws of mourning. It's rather teaching the children to be a part of the community. And the community is grieving over the loss of the base Hamigdash. In other words, it's an ace sara. It's a time of distress for the community, and we're teaching them to be an integral part of the community as well. After Shabbos, the leftovers from Shabbos, the meat, are not to be eaten. Now, the halacha is that if a person does complete a portion of learning during the nine days, he may make a seum after which all the participants may partake of meat and wine during that meal. Now, I have to tell you, there is a basic debate among the Achronim whether one may learn specifically for a shiyum, siyum rather, or it is preferable not. If the learning happens on a regular basis, and it falls out that during the nine days they finish the Masechta, then by all means they could and should make a siyum. So let's understand something. There is a custom within the, quote, our community, American community, to have siyumim, but it's all regarding the motivation. 
if I am opening up the shortest Gemara, and I am, quote, davening it through, in order that I should be able to eat the meat, so what is the primary? The primary is eating the meat. That doesn't sound right, and really, one should not do that. However, even if one is planning to make a siyam during the nine days, but the learning is done earnestly, the learning is taken most seriously, then, according to Rav Moshe, you could make a siyam. Others still say that it would be best to celebrate after the nine days when you can celebrate any more festive fashion. But this is the practice when it comes to siyumim. Meat and wine may also be served at a meal celebrating a bris or a pidyanadven. And needless to say, if you're able to drink wine during that meal, a bris, a pidyan, a bin, you could also use that cup for the birkas amazon. Swimming is not permitted during the nine days, and for children, certainly it is permissible. Now, once again, let's understand something. The minhag is not to bathe during the nine days, except for Shabbos. Everybody has to ask themselves, what are their circumstance and situation? If their work, if the nature of what they do is more out of doors, if the nature of what they do, they do find themselves most sweaty and dirty, then by all means, the Allah says, you are to wash yourself and bathe during the nine days. However, if you go from your air-conditioned home to your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned office and basically you are in that environment and you're not in a state of sweatiness, but I take a shower every day, no, 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 then the halacha does make sense and that's why these halachos are, yes, for everybody, but many of them are most personal, and you have to ask yourself where you are in that spectrum. And any questions, you should, by all means, talk to your local Orthodox Rav. One can, well, new clothes may not be bought or worn during the nine days, and they should not be bought even if they'll not be worn until after the nine days, unless there is a significant sale, and that's going to be a davar ha'avad, a significant loss. One can buy shoes for Tishabav during the nine days. And even the sewing or fixing of new clothes during the nine days is not to be done. Painting, wallpapering a residence should not be done during the nine days. However, if it was started before that time, it can be continued. You should not put down linoleum, carpet, tiles during the nine days. Now, when it comes to, again, the washing of clothing, so the Shulchan Aruch says that we are not to wash clothes during this time. We're not to bring it to even a non-Jew to do this during this time. Certainly, 
children's clothing can be washed during this time. And think about it. The rabbis modeled this period of time like the period of Shloshim for the adults during those first 30 days after the passing of a relative for whom they mourn. And during that time, one does not wear, except for Shabbos, freshly laundered clothing. So here too, one should not put on during the nine days freshly laundered clothing. And that's why there are those, as the Shulchan Aruch says, that have the proper minhag of prior to Rosh Chodesh, which begins next Tuesday night, to put on the freshly laundered clothing, not undergarments, but put them on for a few moments just to remove that initial freshness. And so this could help us participate in the uh, period in which we find ourselves during this time. And furniture, expensive utensils should not be bought during the nine days, even if no bracha of Shechianu um, needs to be recited. If you need a new car for business, it can be bought during the nine days, but the bracha of Shechianu should not be recited until after Tisha B'Av. Now, one who rented an apartment or bought a house may fix paint if occupancy will not occur until after the ninth of Av. It's a, it is inappropriate to give gifts during the nine days. And one should not go on pleasure trips during the nine days. Interestingly, the Talmud tells us that a court case involving non-Jews should ideally be delayed from Rosh Chodesh till after the 10th of Av. And elective surgery should not be performed during the nine days. However, today, with the unfortunate circumstance and situation with hospitals, if there is no good alternative, by all means, it is to be done. And these are things that one could and should check with their local rav. And finally, the blessing of Hagomel may be recited during the nine days. I just would like to share with you one quick idea to maybe help us a little bit with the forthcoming nine days. And that is that the Maharal teaches us that by definition, what is Avelos? What is mourning? Avelos is only if something is chaser, missing to the individual. If you don't realize that you're missing it, then by definition, it can't be that you're mourning for it. And therefore, none of us have seen a Beis HaMikdash. And when we finish every Shemona Esrei, Sheyabona Beis HaMikdash, we're praying for it, but do we really have an idea what it is that we're asking for? So I'm just going to share with you a very famous Rashi in the first of the two parshios that we read this week, coming from chapter 32 in Matos, whereby the two tribes of Ruvain and Gud 
come to Moshe and ask for their inheritance on the Aver Hayardain. So after Moshe's um, initial display of c- serious concern as to they are now, God forbid, trying to dissuade the people from going in. So Moshe uh, conveys what happened years ago with the sin of the Maraglim. Finally, they agree that they're going to come into Eretz Yisrael. But listen to how the leaders of the two tribes speak to Moshe. They say, Gidros son nibne lemeknenu po, the orim letapenu. They said, We'll build corrals for our sheep and cattle, and we'll build cities for our little ones, for our children. And Moshe says to them very powerful words. He says, Oigevalt, chosim hoyu amamonam. They were more concerned about their wealth. More than their children. They put their wealth, they put their sheep, they were counting sheep before their children. Moshe says, no, you got it all wrong. Prioritize. Put the more important first, and that which is less important, put that second. First, build the cities for your children. Afterwards, afterwards, build the corrals for your sheep. If we've learned anything from the coronavirus, we've learned one thing. What is ikar and what is tafel? What is lasting and what is la- lasting? One's job, which is so important, we learned how many, unfortunately, lost their job and everything was turned over in a moment. That's not eternal. That's important. No question about it. However, we know what is eternal. The privilege we have of connecting to Torah and mitzvot, this is our eternity. This is the essence of this world and this is Baruch Hashem, our future in the world to come. What is Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is that we are missing the Beis HaMikdash. Yerushalayim was an extension of the Beis HaMikdash. You ate korbanos in Yerushalayim. So it's not just a very special city, but it's connected to spirituality. Yerushalayim reminds us of Kedushas Haaretz, Ma'aser Sheni could not be eaten anywhere but in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim represented Hashro'as Hashchina. It represented the divine presence apparent within the Jewish people. But in order for someone to say, I am missing Abes HaMikdash, I'm missing Kedusha Sa'aretz, I'm missing Hashro'as Shechina, they have to be on the way to living a life of spirituality. If my life is primarily one of my sheep, 
and I fit in Shachris in the morning, and I fit in Mincha and Mariv at night. Sure, I keep Shabbos, and sure, I keep kosher, but my life is my sheep, as unfortunately Moshe was saying to Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain, no, no, you've got your priorities all wrong. Make your children the continuity of Torah and mitzvot. That's your priority. How am I going to maintain and provide for them? Correct. That's where my sheep come into the picture. But what is primary and what is secondary? Not by chance that we read these two parshios on the Shabbos before the nine days to help us. It's not just the mechanics of these laws. It's what these laws are supposed to remind us of what we had and of a mitzvah Hashem, what we're going to have. I pray that all of us will take the words that we should be privileged to hear, those who are in the shul, outside Minyanim, and those who are not yet in shul. Chazak, chazak, v'nis chazek. May we be truly strengthened, and therefore invest more in the nine days, derive more from the nine days, bringing us closer to that third base Hamigdash. Shabbat Shalom to all.